get you to just wait on that void for a minute. Let's, uh, let's close those doors for a second and just stay standing with me, if you will. I, I want to maybe just paint a picture of heaven for, the, for a moment and uh, kind of see what maybe you can see a little bit what, what heaven would, what might, might be like. I'm not sure. Was texting a friend earlier in the week, and we were just talking about prayer meetings, and he had mentioned uh, something Spurgeon had said about corporate prayer being the lifeblood of uh, of the church. And uh, and I said, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think prayer is important. Obviously, you need to pray. You need to pray all the time. Corporate prayer is is um, is different. Corporate prayer is kind of post acts it happened in the upper room and the last couple things Jesus said was go and make and go and wait he didn't he didn't even say go and pray I think that's that's kind of the the uh, the, the unwritten truth is is to is to pray and, and yet I I got to thinking about well what I mean what how's how does prayer how does prayer look I mean what what do we do and and we're talking about heaven so how does heaven look how does heaven look and how does prayer look and I was laying in bed this morning around 4 30 or 5 o'clock praying like I do just about every uh, Sunday morning and, and the Lord just uh, dropped us a, a scripture in my spirit I was asking the Lord what what's it look like like what's what does heaven look like what does what is what are we going to be doing? What are we, and the Lord told, took me to Revelation, the fifth chapter, and, and um, verse six is, and in the in between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw the the Lamb standing there, and, and so I, I was I, I I'm thinking for a moment, and then there's a there's a there's a Lamb of God, like there's the Lamb of God. Uh, standing here in the middle, and so uh, let, let's 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 do this for a second. So I, I don't want to recreate what we did the first service, but I want to I got to paint you a picture so that you can see. Because sometimes here's the deal: sometimes on Sunday morning, or sometimes uh, just uh, like in our in our meaning well, we're we're, we're more consumed with like where we're going to eat afterwards or maybe it's a good worship song and like that's my favorite song and so um, I'm, I'm in tune but then I kind of check out just a little bit because I got a lot of stuff going on uh, this week so uh, Donnie Floyd come up here for a second Donnie I want you to if you would come come up here and, and uh, there's stairs here if, if you need I know you got the bad wheel. Come up, come up here for a second. You good? All right. You're you're better. And so you're our you're my like you're my you're you're the lamb. You're the lamb. We won't call you Jesus, but you're the lamb, right? Because you, you're gonna stand right here. Because it says I, I saw the lamb, right? I saw the lamb. So picture like picture the lamb of God. Like like uh, like Donnie's right there. Now this is heaven. There's a vision. John had a vision of heaven. This is my vision of heaven. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta track with me for a second because this is really important. Because I'm thinking, what what does corporate prayer look like in the church or in the the New Testament? So we got the Lamb right in the middle of heaven. That's pretty cool. I mean, think about that for a second. That, that's pretty cool. We're we're getting a 
a vision of heaven. And then there was four living creatures. So Marcus and Charity and Chris and Veronica, come up here. You're my living creatures. You're, now the living creatures, and you just stand like right here facing this way. The, the living creatures, if you don't know, were, were expressed by Ezekiel and then expressed again by John in Revelations. And they're the four Gospels. They're, they're Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they're also a vision of beings. So there's an ox, there's a calf, there's an eagle, and there's a man. So you can be whatever one of those four, but they're Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John. So the living creatures, so we got the Lamb of God. I mean, we got Jesus, right? We got the Lamb of God. And by the way, he's got some scars on him, okay? And life might deal with you some scars. There might be some things you've got to go through that life is like, wow, it's heavy duty, a loss of a loved one, a family member, a friend, loss of a job, a betrayal by somebody that you really thought was close to you and, and loved you. But so we got the lamb and he's got the scars and then we got we got the four living creatures, okay? And then we and we're and we're those are the gospels, okay? And so then we have twenty and four elders. Well, I got three right here. Would you guys come up here? You're gonna be my elders. Can you can we do the McCall family? Yeah, come up here. The three and Ryan, why don't you come up and join him? Can you? Would you do that? So we just you, you guys like look across this way, come up, come this way, and Ryan's gonna join you and give around. And we got twenty and four elders, and the elders are like the tribes and, and, and the apostles. So, so we got we got the elder. And then, look, it says, and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. Okay, scars with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. So then we have the Holy Spirit is going to join us. Now, the, the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity, the third part of the Godhead. And the Bible says in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, that the Jesus walked in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So with the Holy Spirit is full of, all right, uh, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, fear of the Lord, and then the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. So you're looking at my picture, scripturally speaking, of heaven, all right, just for a moment. So we've got the 24 elders, four and 20, so, all right, we have the four living creatures, we've got the Lamb of God, and we've got the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just like kind of dispatched. So look, and the seven spirits of God sent out to all the earth. And so the Holy Spirit is just like blanketing the earth. So let's read on verse number seven. And when he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, verse number eight, and when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. So can we get you to kneel? Would that be all right if you guys knelt? you kneel? Yeah, kneel. Physically kneel. And I guess you guys too. Physically kneel, if you wouldn't mind. This is all like spontaneous. So, uh, And each holding a harp, golden bowl, full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So stop there for a second because you need to get a, a picture of this because Jamie had always asked, hey, I wonder like what's, what do you think my dad's doing in heaven? And it hit me this morning at five o'clock. Like when you look at corporate prayer, when you look at mama in heaven, Amanda, 
When you look at a son or a daughter in heaven, when you look at a grandmother or a grandfather in heaven, when you look, when you look at Grandpa Jesse in heaven, all right? When you look at dead, your father in heaven, your father's father in heaven, your father's father, grandmother in heaven, when we look at those people in heaven, they become the prayers of the saints. Stay with me for a moment. Don't check out. This is important because what happens is this. When we look at the heavenlies, when we see what's taking place in heaven, are they like voting on a cloud? Are they just, uh, what are they doing? They're laying the prayers of the saints before the Lamb of God. And so what's going on is they're praying 24-7 like the greatest corporate prayer meeting that's ever existed all time is taking place in heaven right now for you for you. Now, if that doesn't light you up, Ron, your mama's up there praying right now. Terry, your daddy's up there praying right now. They're, they're interceding right now for you. Pastor, that's not, yes, it is very scriptural right now. So when you pray, they're praying. When you worship, they're worshiping. When you're praising God, they're praising God. When you're uh, when you're coming into a church service, all of a sudden the heaven Give me some fun lights up here. Give me those gold lights up there, Aaron. Give me something that looks a little bit more heavenly. Yeah, so right now, the Lamb of God is there. And the Lamb of God, I think through all humility, is saying, look, Master, Father, <laughs> think about a church. Like, when we think about prayer, it's not just uh, lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul. So it's, it's God. Where can I stand in intercession so that when you're praying yourself, you're joining the greatest prayer service that's taking on of all times. We, we don't let ourselves allow ourselves to, we think heaven is far, 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 far away. And heaven is right here. Heaven is close by us. Let's move on for a second. You guys okay? Are you right? Okay. So, and they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll, to open the seals for you were slain and by your blood ransomed people for God from every tribe and every language and people and nation. Verse number two, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they shall reign on earth with you. So now we are walking in the physical. We're also walking in the spiritual so that when we pray, we're not praying to those people, right? We're praying to God through Jesus, but they're joining in prayer with us so that when we have corporate prayer together, this is cool, our individual prayer by ourselves, we're actually praying in the heavenlies with a group of people that are praying. So what's 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 your dad doing? What's your grandpa doing? What's your great-grandma doing? What they've always done, they're praying and interceding for you on their on your behalf to the king, to the lamb. And then verse number 12 says this. Did, did you jump? Let me go back to 11 for a second. Yeah. And then I looked and heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, voice of many angels, numbering myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands. Okay, now 12. says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise today? Church, he's worthy to be praised. joining with the Lamb of God, giving glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving and blessing to the one who sits on the throne. Verse number 13, 
Lord, every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth, in the sea, and all that is with them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the land be blessing and honor and glory and might and power forever and forever. Listen, when we go to pray, heaven's not some distant place. What, what are they doing in my, in my mind, in my, in my revelation? You can look at it a different way if you choose. John's revelation gives us a lot of opportunity to look at things a whole many different ways. In my mind, the way I see it, is those people that have gone before us, they're praying. I mean, they are sick. And then what, what's happening is some of them are running to the banister of heaven and say, look at, the, man, look at those guys down there. Look, look at Ron and Terry down there. Look at Landon and Carol. Look, look at those. Look at how God, look at how God's using them. Then they're running back to pray. And then somebody else is saying, wait, I just got to worship. If you're a worshiper down here, you'll be a worshiper up there. If you're a prayer partner down here, you'll be a prayer partner up there. If you're a praiser down here, you'll be a praiser up there. Whatever you are here, God's going to make you more. Why would this be greater than that heaven is so much more heaven is so much greater let's read verse 14 the four living creatures said amen say amen nice and loud amen amen say it again amen so be it and the elders fell down and they worshiped the lamb now church hang with me for a second we when we pray we read it in this scripture. John gives us a revelation. We pray, and the prayers go in like a bowl or a vial, King James says, and it gets poured out at the feet of the Lamb. And then the Lamb turns around and sends the Holy Spirit just to just to start answering those prayers out. And the elders fall down, and they throw more prayer requests. And, and the living creatures, the Gospels, they, they can't be still because you're inviting people into the kingdom. You're inviting people into church. You're inviting people to know Jesus. You're not judging them. You're just simply saying, hey, would you come? Would you come? All who are thirsty, would you come? Could you come? Just come see what this Jesus is. Forget church for a second. Just come see who Jesus is. Just come to see what this plan of God is all about. He sits on the throne, and the Holy Spirit just pours out a blanket of love. And if you're a follower today, you've got the Spirit of the living God with inside of you. He's inside of you. He loves you. So now, your part here, your part there. You pray, you worship, you love. All of heaven prays. All of heaven worships. All of heaven loves. I went into sales when I was 30 years old, two days after my 30th birthday. Couldn't sell a thing my whole life. Did not. I, did, I hate talking to people, but I knew it was a God thing. I knew God was just allowing me to do something different. Went into sales my first year. At the end of my first year, my boss called me and said, hey, do you, do you like this job? I said, yeah, I like it. He says, are you sure? I said, yeah, I do. He says, because you're horrible at it. <laughs> like you're terrible. Like you haven't sold anything. I said, honey, we got, I, I'm going to need you to pray. I'm going to need you to pray when I go to work because I'm not good at what I, And if I'm not good, we don't eat. It was a commission sales job. Boyd, you know, I mean, I, I, if I don't eat. If, and Jenny said, I'll pray because I like to eat too. We have three babies at the time, three young people, all right? And they needed to eat. They wanted to eat. Papa had to go to work. So Jenny said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray God blesses you on your job. I'm going to mark my commitment to you. I'm going to pray every single day for you. 
God, God would pour out the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. That favor would come upon you. I'm going to tell you what. Over the next nine years, my salary tripled. Three times the amount that I was making, I made three times greater than that because I had a praying wife at home. You can't tell me prayers don't work. Now listen, what we maybe didn't know at the time is that when Janie was praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, she was joining forces with heaven. And heaven said, listen, we got to help the guy out. He's not real sharp. He doesn't like to talk to people and he's in sales. So we got to help him out. So you know, what all of heaven did was heaven helped me out to become the top salesperson over the whole nation. Now, that, that's not me. That's God, because I still can't sell anything today. That's just God working. Now listen, if you go to your prayer time, whether it's corporately or individual, if you go to your prayer time and you say, God, I need you to move in this realm. I need you to move in this way. It's not only you. It's the Lamb. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the living creatures. It's the elders that all attack the throne room together for you. If you need a healing, a miracle, finances, relationship, whatever you need, you're not in this by yourself you are in this with all of creation and all of heaven give the lord a shout of praise come on church give the lord a shout of praise he's worthy he's worthy you can be seated Can you give me my Bible? Thank you. Thank you, Boyd. Thank you. It's just an illustration. Here's the deal. Wow. Church. Heaven. Heaven is so real. Heaven is so beautiful and so wonderful. Heaven is like you're, like I always, probably because I'm the youngest of eight, I always knew there were people on my side. Always people, there were people for me in our family. We just didn't, we were taught, we just didn't fight. I mean, there was, there was bloody noses and stitches, but that was more by accident. And, and, and everybody's for everybody. Everybody wants to see everybody succeed. And, and that's heaven on steroids. I mean, you got multi myriads and myriads, thousands and thousands of people that are rooting you on. It's like, Pastor, do you, are you sure? I am. You can, you can choose to be negative. You can choose to be pessimistic. You can choose to be sarcastic and cynical. You can choose to walk in doubt and fear. I choose life in that more abundantly. I choose the joy. I choose the fact that I know not only is there a church or a community or a family, I know there is all of heaven looking after me and you rooting us on, wanting to see the best come about us. I think that's what, that's what heaven is. Heaven as we know it right now is a holding place. But it's a place of prayer. It's a place of worship. It's a place where the lamb stands in all humility and intercedes on our behalf. But not only that, but the prayers of the saints. So your saints, right, and the saints that are there are, are, are mothers and fathers and our grandparents who love God. They're there now, and they're interceding. Now, again, I, I would say I don't know that you should or could pray to them when you have Jesus to pray to. 
but I think part of their work right now is just to intercede on your behalf. What a picture. The four living creatures, the gospels, the word of God never dying. The, the elders, the 24 elders, 12 tribes and 12 apostles bowing before the king. And every time you say holy, every angel in heaven cries holy. And heaven's going to be loud. Heaven's going to be boisterous. Heaven's going to be a prayer meeting. And heaven's going to be a worship seminar like you've never seen. Heaven's going to be amazing. And I want you to get excited for heaven. You know, the... The final four, the, 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 everybody's bracket is busted by now. You're lying if you, if you say you're still all in. Nobody had Princeton winning two games. Nobody had Fairline Dickinson beating a number one seed. But the thing about, the, the thing about life is we allow things to kind of get in us. And then we forget about the things that God has for us. And if we would just make God, the things God have for us, better than the things that we put in us, this life is fun. I mean, it's good. To, it's, this is good. Life is good. Heaven is better. Heaven is like, heaven is here. And Janie said, when she, she asked me several times during this whole deal, I just want to know what my dad's doing now. He's doing what he was best at, and that's praying. You name your church, House of Prayer, you better be a prayer warrior. Gramps, he's up there praying, House of Prayer. He's Great-Grandma Lola, great-Grandma Lola played, prayed four hours every day, literally four hours in her prayer language every day, every day. Pastor, I don't have that much time. She made time. Times are different, but she's up there praying. She might be leading a prayer group up there. Listen. Don't mistake the opportunity to pray because when you pray, you're actually literally joining forces in the heavenlies. Wow. I mean, now when I pray for the orphanage in Nicaragua, <laughs> I'm joining with some of the, the partners from Nicaragua, over Nicaragua. Now when I pray for the orphanage in Haiti, I'm praying with partners in heaven over the orphanage in Haiti. Now when we, when we say two or three shall gather together, there will he be, there's a symphony of prayer warriors in heaven saying, all right, what are we praying for today, Lord? What's the need right now? What, what, put your name in. What's, what's their need right now? Church, heaven's not mystical. It's not magic. Heaven's here. Heaven's like all around us. We're, we're part there. We're part here. We're, we're, partner, we're, we're sitting with Christ in heavenly places, Paul said, and yet we're walking here. It's, it's something supernatural that we can't always explain. Let me give you a couple things really quickly then. One, creative redemption is our resurrection. What, what does that mean? Well, when, when, when Jesus came and redeemed us, which has been the pattern of God since Exodus, and I'll read it. When Jesus came to redeem us, our spirit became resurrected. So if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, 
then you're not conformed to this world. Maybe our earth suit is, but your spirit's already been resurrected. Like you're sitting again with Jesus in heavenly place. Let's go to Exodus 3 and 8. You know the scripture well. And I have, and the King James says, I am. I like that part a little bit better. And I am come down. So he, he learns, Moses learns a little bit later in this very chapter that he says, God says, and Moses says, well, who should I tell him sent me? I am that I am. And I am came down to deliver them out. So here's the thing. Throughout the scriptures, and I'll explain it here in a moment, throughout the scriptures, God is always coming down to us. And so when we're resurrected, we go up to him, but we're resurrected in part now because our spirit longs for that place that we're not there yet. Like, I can't wait to get to heaven. I don't want to leave my family, my loved ones, our church, but at the same time, I long for that place that I want to go to. Is that, is that, is that because there's a, a confliction there. I'm in this earthly body, and part of it is because I want hair like coal there. I, I, maybe longer. Long, but I want a head full of hair up there. I got my request. Make your request known to man. I want a head full of hair in heaven. I don't know if I'll get it, but I want it. But that's not why I want to go to heaven. I want to see the Lamb of God. I want to see the. I want to see the facets of the Holy Spirit. I want to see the King of Kings and the Lord of all glory. I want to see the bright and morning star. But God says, because I love man so much, and because Adam fell. And we, and we all have fallen into sin that I'm going to come down and I'm going to deliver them out of whatever your Egypt is. If your Egypt is a past, if your Egypt is a present, if your Egypt is a, a, an addiction, if your Egypt is a, a memory, if your Egypt is something that keeps hindering you or bothering you, if your Egypt is an illness, a sickness, a disease, an infirmity, if you're, whatever your Egypt is, God says, I'm going to come down. The I am will come down and deliver you out. And not only does he deliver you out, he brings you out of that land into a good land a broad land, a full land. So not only does God come out to deliver us, he brings us up and out, and he takes us into a land flowing, the Bible says, with milk and with honey. In other words, that's substance. And that land was already occupied by the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, probably even had some termites in there somewhere. It was full of ites. And this, I heard one person say, what are your ites? What are the ites in your life that God needs to get rid of? What are your ites? What are the things? That, is it an addiction? Is it, is, it a, 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 is it a secret sin, a quiet sin, a sin nobody knows about? James said, confess our faults one to another. And then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. What's my fault? Well, man, I'm just having a hard time believing I can't, I, can't, I can't structure this heaven thing. Confess it to somebody. Hey, I got this secret sin that nobody knows about. Confess it to a person. Why? So that you will be healed. It's an amazing thing. The scripture gives us all the ideas to, to agree in prayer with people. And when we agree with prayer with people, the heavenlies take notice. And those vials are poured out. Those bowls are poured out. Here's another load of prayer requests. You don't need to mail your prayer request to somebody for $125 and get a free book. You can go straight to the throne room of grace for free and say, God, I have a need. I'm poor and lowly, and I have no friends, 
I have a need. Or, hey, Father, I've got a lot of friends. I've got a family that loves me, but, but I've got a need. And all of a sudden, all of heaven takes notice. Hey, we've got a saint down there that has a need, Father. And the elders are falling down, and the living creatures are falling down, and the Holy Spirit is just sitting there. Holy Spirit is just like a, a track star. Holy Spirit is just sitting there, and the lamb turns around and says, okay, Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, Wisdom or deliverance or healing or miracles or whatever you have need of, you just take it before the Lord in prayer. Your resurrection's already happened. Number two, heaven turns human agony into God's glory. I hate it that sometimes people don't see their full healing here on earth. I hate it. I've done a funeral for a six-hour-old baby, a six-day-old baby, a 14-day-old baby, a 30-day-old baby, a 15-year-old. I've done funerals for way too many kids. I've, I know people that have tuberculosis and leukemia and, and cancer and diabetes. And I, I wonder every day, God, when are you going to heal them? And why haven't you healed them right now? I hated that people walk through life with agony, but I know that their suffering done right gives God glory. I hate it that my sister can't get out of bed and she's 70 years old and been on a feeding tube for 10 or 12 years. I hate that. But then I see the joy in her face and hear about the reports of her just saying, hey, God is good. This too shall pass. For 43 years? I hate that. But I know, I know that I know that I know what Romans says in the 8th chapter, 17, Jason, and if children, if we are children, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs of God, then we're fellow heirs with Christ. And if provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Man, I hate that. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits... With eager longing, King James says groaning. It's uh, the, the, the picture here is a woman giving birth. Uh, some of you fathers know, if you've been in the room, that the, sometimes the ladies scream a little. <laughs> Marcus's whole labor took 45 minutes. We were lucky to get Janie to the hospital. We don't know if the guy wearing the scrubs was a doctor or not. She said, you go get somebody, and I did. First guy wearing scrubs. I pulled him in. Carson, could have been you. Come here, buddy. What do you need? <laughs> My wife's having a baby. She wants somebody in there other than me. <laughs> somebody that had some form of, um, boy, some form of hospital knowledge. We're not even saying medical. We're just saying hospital knowledge. Could have been the custodian. Not sure. And the work he did, it probably was the custodian. Janie was screaming at the, loud, uh, the top of her lungs, and, and uh, Marcus was coming through loud and clear like he does. Marcus is, you know, Marcus is in the room. He, you know he's there. That's how he entered the world. You know he was there. This is the same picture. All of creation waits with eager groaning for the revealing of the Son of God. Think about that for a moment. You saw a picture of Revelation 5 right here a moment ago. And now all of creation, all the stars, all the trees, all the animal life, everything that exists because God spoke it into existence is now groaning, waiting for that day when the triumphant Lord says, okay, it's time, it's over. Let's go ahead and redo this thing one more time. 
Your suffering is suffering. It's real. It's not a figment of your imagination. If you're suffering because you're longing for someone, because you have a, a, a disease or you have something that God hasn't healed yet, but that day will pass. And in a moment, in a blink, all of a sudden, it'll all be worth it. You'll be like, wow. Give me Romans uh, 8.28. You all know this one really well. We just misquote it all the time. And we know that for those who love God, all things, every, everything you've had to work through here on earth, every pain, every suffering, every, every loss, Every, every moment that you like, man, I don't know why I got to go through this. I don't, I don't know why they took, you know, God took daddy home. I don't know why my son or daughter passed away. I, Lord, I have no idea. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Well, the plan's bigger than us. We're just included in the plan. I don't know why I had to do funerals for little children who never had a chance in life. I don't know why little children sometimes succumb to sickness or, or a birthing disorder that causes their life to, to go early. I don't know why you have what you have or have to deal with what you have to deal with. I can only tell you this, that based on the throne room of grace, you're having prayer people that are interceding for you 24-7, 365, that's their job around the throne. All the angels are crying, holy, holy, holy. And I'm not going to dismiss it by saying God wanted them early. That's not the case. We live in a fallen world. But I will say this, that if you're in God, everything you go through, God will work out. And on the other side... It's C.S. Lewis is where we get this quote. Heaven, when finally realized, will turn agony into God's glory. When I said a moment ago that God comes down, he, he came down in, in Genesis, the third chapter and the eighth verse, if we can put that up there, and they heard the sounds of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The, the Bible says, I think it's King James or one of the versions says, the voice of the Lord walking with them on a daily basis. Now, think about that. So God came down in Genesis, right? Then he came down again in Exodus 3. So God's walking with Adam. Think about that. Hold on that too for a second. God was walking with them. I always thought that was so cool. Man, if I was in the garden, God's walk, the voice of the Lord walking with, with God, that's, man, that would be so cool. Yet we have the word of God with us today. I mean, God could talk to us every single day if we want. And then in Matthew's gospel, the first chapter in the 23rd verse, the Bible says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, in parentheses, which means God with us. And so then I thought, well, <laughs> that's really cool too. Like, I, kinda, I wish I could have been Michael Hager. I wish I could have been there 2,000 years ago. I'm walking on the earth. I think that would have been so cool. I mean, that's Jesus. <laughs> that's the Lord. Like, now God walked with the voice of the Lord with Adam and Eve, and then Jesus literally walked on earth 2,000 years ago for 33 and a half years, give or take. And he picked 12 guys to disciple and walk with. I mean, that's so cool. But then I got to Revelations, the, the 21st chapter. 
in the third verse, and it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Let's look at that for a second, and I heard... And so I'm, I'm thinking because I thought it would be cool to hear the voice of the Lord daily, and I thought it would be really cool to hear Jesus and to see Jesus like alive and in person, and, uh, and maybe not just so much the movie script, although I, some of those movies are really good. I, I, I wanted to see, but now Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he dwells with man like right now. Like you are a living temple of the not only the Holy Spirit, but the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave, He lives within you right now. Like God is in you. Think about that for just a moment. Church, how cool is that? Like not even the voice of the Lord and Jesus would walk, but not everybody saw Him because sometimes He'd be in Galilee or Jerusalem. He'd be different places. But now God dwells with us post resurrection, Christianity. So not only are they having a prayer meeting in heaven (laughs) with us and for us, this living God is living right here with us. Come on back, worship team. We're going to sing one more song. Let me give you this one more thing. Present heaven is not eternal heaven. Heaven is created for you. Heaven is instant for you. Heaven is freedom for you. Let's go to Revelations 22. I think we have a verse out of 22, 17. The Bible says, the spirit and the bride say come. And let the one who hears say come. And let the one who's thirsty come. Let the one who desires take water of life without price. Can we turn the lights down for a second, Aaron? Thank you. Let's read it one more time the way it was scripted. The spirit and the bride, they they say come. So this is all of heaven, Revelations 5, what we just just examined a few minutes ago. All of heaven is saying, hey, come, man. (laughs) It's like it's worth it, come. And then then it's kind of a challenge to the church. And the one who hears say come. So the, what, what, what it is now is a challenge to uh, Christ's followers on planet Earth that say, hey, wait a second, I'm not going to judge you, what you're about, who you're about, what you're wearing, what you look like, what your past is. I'm just going to say, hey, why don't you come to Jesus? Why, why don't you just come? Stand with me, by the way. That would be, that would be good. So why don't, like, so, so uh, just like Easter, hey, why don't you come? Oh, I don't want church. I don't like church. It's not about church. Why don't you just come? Why don't you come here about Jesus? Why don't you come find out about Jesus? And, then, and he says, and then let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take water of life without price. In other words, there's no payment there. Jesus already paid it. The Lamb has already paid it. So here's what here's what I'd like to do. Here's here's what I would love for Grace Church to do today. Like. When we worship, we join with the heavenlies. When we pray, we join with the heavenlies. When we ask someone to come, we join with the heavenlies because it's so important. Like the lamb came, and now he wants us to come. All who are thirsty. I'm going to invite everybody who will, everybody who will, to come out of their seat and just join us up in front and simply sing praises to God. 
One, because he's worthy. And two, because you are joining the multitudes, the myriads and the myriads, the thousands and the thousands. We read it, Revelations 5. We're joining all those and worshiping the Lamb today. And we're coming. If It's not Scripture. It's Jesus. Jesus is speaking right here. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. All those who are thirsty, come. Let those who hear, come. So just as a, just as a, uh, an act of obedience to the Lord today, I'm going to ask that you would come forward and simply worship God. And if you have a need, ask the Lord to heal you. If you have a, if you have a desire, ask the Lord to grant the desire. But I'm going to, when I pray here in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come. If, you, if you'll come, just come. Why? Because it's an act of obedience. The Lord, the Lord is asking us today, come. Father, we pray right now. But as we come, as an act of obedience, we come to you. And we ask, Lord, that you would receive our worship, you receive our prayers, you receive our thoughts and ideas. Father, we are coming to you right here and right now. In Jesus' name, would you come? Jesus is asking, would you come?
God is good, amen. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he said, pray like this. He prayed to God and he's the Father and he said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness, there's no disease. In heaven, there are no viruses. In heaven, there's no poverty. And in heaven, there's no uh, depression. Right? In heaven, there's, there's, there's the good things that God has for us. And Jesus instructs us to pray like this, on earth as it is in heaven. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind every sickness and every disease. I bind every spirit of poverty and every addiction. It must go in the name of Jesus. And I loosen a hope that comes from God the Father. I loosen peace and prosperity and blessings and freedom for everyone that's in captivity today. That in the name of Jesus, it is finished. Jesus said it on the cross. It is finished, and we receive that now. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to see all the good things of God. We can operate now because the kingdom of heaven is here at hand today. Amen. How many of you receive that today? Put, get your hands together for Jesus and tell him, thank you for the freedom. Thank you for the hope. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit so I can do what you've called me to do. God is good. Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for uh, in, inhabiting the praises of his, God inhabits the praises of his people. As we leave here today, I just want to remind you of a couple quick announcements and a couple of things. Uh, you, don't, you can just stay right where you're at. But don't forget, Easter is three weeks away. Uh, and I believe that the same spirit of God that's touching you today wants to impact the lives of your family and friends that aren't here today. So we wanted to make it a little bit easier for you. We have Easter in invite cards that you're going to get as you leave. Please prayerfully consider who you're going to give that to. You can give it away today or the day before Easter, however you want. But we want this place to be full because we believe that we have the hope for eternity. Amen. And we want everybody else to know that and to, and to hear that as well. Amen. Don't forget about Wednesday night discipleship class. Uh, it's actually a really fun, friendly atmosphere. A lot of wonderful people are there. You get to know people and get to hear their sense of humor, and, and it's a wonderful time coming out for that. Um, what's that other announcement I was going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Wednesday night? I just said that. 630? Our block party, thank you. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to have a block party. Uh, it's going to start at 2.30. If you want to, come on out and meet here. Uh, if you can't meet here at 2.30, then just see me afterwards. I'll give you my phone number, and we can connect and, and tell you the details. Be looking out for social media for that. Uh, and also, as you give, uh, you can also, it's a new feature to text to give. We're in the series on heaven, so I thought that this scripture was uh, appropriate. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Isn't that appropriate? Because we have every opportunity today as we get closer and closer to eternity to get closer and closer to our treasure. Amen. But you can choose today to put your, your hope 
put your time, put your talent, put your treasure, even your finances, in the things that will last forever, which is eternity. So I want to put a blessing on you as you give. The, the ways to give are on the screen. I also just want to pray for us today as we close the service in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you that you have set eternity in our hearts. Lord, we thank you, God, that we have a hope. We have the blessed hope of eternity. Jesus, you're coming back for us. You, are, you, have, you have prepared a place for us, and we anticipate heaven, Lord, and the goodness and the greatness that it's going to be forever. Lord, but we are also excited that we can be participants in heaven even now. Lord, by giving financially, Lord, to the kingdom work, the work that will last for eternity, even by spending our time doing things in our energy, doing things like the block party on Thursday, or by serving our neighbor, by inviting someone to church on Easter. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit today. God, that you would encourage us and strengthen us, that, that nobody here will leave discouraged, but that we will all leave excited about God, what you are doing in our hearts and our lives. Build up each one of us in this place today. Have your way in our hearts and in our lives. Bind us together with unity and love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.